Welcome to In the Name of Game. Welcome once again to In the Name of Game, a video game podcast. Today is September 22nd, 2011. Welcome once again to In the Name of Game. Uh, I'm your host, Adri. I am uh, your co-host, David. I'm the sick co-host, Colin. <laughs> and I'm Adam. And we get a, we have a full house again after Adam has returned from Chi-Town. Wandering the desert. <laughs> Wandering. <laughs> yes, that, that works Chicago is pretty much a desert. <laughs> pretty <laughs> gross there. Oh, 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 like oh, oh wait. They're going to start a feud. Whoa. Come on. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Let's move they got Pat. the Cubs. I mean, you have the Cubs. It can't be that great. Well, I agree. I'm not a Cubs fan. Okay, yeah. that's good. It's all right then. Pass this, guys. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, we have actually a bunch of interesting uh, things to talk about this week. Uh, some recent developments. Um, what was that? Let's get uh, a little musical uh, news out of the way first. That Dave oh yeah. So has on his a, chest. this may be <laughs> for any avid uh, avid YouTubers out there. This may be old hat, old news, but. Uh, uh, for a little bit of, for any, all you uh, game nostalgic, uh, old school music uh, lovers out there for real video game music, if you haven't checked out this dude, his name is Brentel Floss, um, you should. He's, uh, he's got a pretty crazy cool uh, YouTube channel. He's made like something over like 200 videos. And he, if you don't recognize him by name, you might recognize him by what his... Uh, what his shtick is, which is basically taking old, he loves to take old like 8-bit uh, video game music and add lyrics to them. So his entire channel is like blank, blank with lyrics. And uh, so there's like a ton of stuff and he's done everything from like Contra, Super Contra, Mario 3, Zelda, Zelda 2, the Mega, like every Mega Man. <laughs> and uh, and it's actually pretty, pretty damn funny. And so a lot of the stuff is great. I would highly recommend it. And then Another thing that he does, not only does he create these uh, these really interesting songs, um, he also is uh, obviously a, an 8-bit video game music enthusiast himself. So he's made some pretty cool, like uh, kind of like countdown top 10 lists in which he does things where he points out like, yeah, this is kind of like the top 10 most underappreciated themes that came out that most people overlooked and whatnot. And... Uh, you know, I've been a similar enthusiast myself. I've checked it all out, and it's all really great. Um, so, again, like uh, you know, we'll we'll probably have a link on the uh, on the website. But uh, his name is Brentel Floss, like dental floss. Exactly. And, uh, you know, if if you like Brentel Floss, you might also like. Uh, he's a little bit different, but I just uh, remembered him. His name is Tabuscus. It's a really weird name, and he's pretty famous for doing uh, literal music, uh, literal literal videos of both like movies and games. Oh yeah, okay. you've probably some seen some of his his stuff and like not even realized like who the guy was. Like he did uh, a literal version of the Assassin's Creed uh, Brotherhood, um, uh, you know, the cinematic trailer. Oh, and okay. uh, he's done it for other things, like even Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows and all these oh, other... Wow. I think uh, the one you probably saw, I think, was the Tron Legacy one. Oh, yeah, I think so. It's like something goes up, blows up in your face. Like he does it to whatever the, the music is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> but uh, it's like literally whatever's happening in the, in, the, in the video, which sometimes is really funny to me and sometimes is 
like it feels like he's reaching a little bit like maybe it's not so easy to figure out you know whatever's right. literal in this shot but uh yeah if, if you like brennel floss like if if you like that musical nerdiness you might also like tabuscus he's also on um youtube so there's that yes uh but uh, aside from aside from that there was a bit of uh important news today for anyone that was a ps3 owner not today actually i take it back it was this whole week <laughs> but for me it's today because i have been writing the opt-out letter <laughs> <laughs> um so basically most people may know this but they may not know how how far it goes um Sony was uh, prepping a, a new update, which most people are like, oh, okay, another update. But this one was quite different because it is adding, um, I don't know what you would call it, I guess like an addendum to the That's terms a of... It's a clause, clause, but it's going to affect your uh, terms of service or end, or end user um, license, license agreement, basically. Your e EULA. Um, by saying that... Uh, if you agree to this uh, download, this this update, that uh, you will be waiving your right to do a class action lawsuit at any time for any reason against Sony. And uh, at first you might think like, what the fuck? Why would they be so dramatic and, you know, so sweeping with this uh, waiver? But I think it's probably because they're trying to protect their asses in advance from all these uh, potential class action suits that might arise from, for example, them taking away the ability to put Linux on your P uh, PlayStation. And, um, you know, even all the stuff that happened uh, earlier this year with identity theft and everything, or, you know, stealing all that data, um, somebody at Sony in the legal department is thinking, you know what, <laughs> we don't even want to risk people starting up any angry... Uh, class action suits but the problem is and i was reading the section 15 that this is written in in the in the update um i think they probably realize that this may or may not be either legal or enforceable <laughs> which yeah, is that's what my guess is like i don't know if this could really hold up in court like oh wait this uh one of these uh people suing us here no, they agreed. They they installed the new updates, so uh, they're not allowed to be in part of this. I, I don't think it's enforceable, honestly. What, what's scary is, if it was, it's basically saying, from this point forward, you'll never be able to... Not that you'll never be able to have any action, be able to take any action against Sony, but it's going to be with arbitration, probably picked by them, which means good luck winning that, and um, any ability to do you know a, a normal court scenario for for your trial is is not gonna not gonna ever happen and there's an interesting bit on here that i'm looking at right now that is the part i was talking about before how it might not be enforceable because they they even say themselves uh right here it says if any clause within this section 15 other than the class action waiver clause is found to be illegal or unenforceable, that clause will be severed from this section 15. So at first it sounds like, okay, they think the waiver part is totally valid. They're just going to say, maybe the other stuff isn't enforceable. And then it continues and says, if the class action waiver clause is found to be illegal or unenforceable, this entire section 15 will be unenforceable. And the dispute <laughs> will be decided by a court and you and Sony entity uh, you have a dispute with, agree to waive that instance. So they're still trying to 
to sneak out waivers even yeah. when they're saying this may be unenforceable. <laughs> so sort of like they kind of haven't figured it out yet. Right. It's I just like it feels like they like just want to It's almost like they're <laughs> part of me almost feels like um they were like uh hey we got to roll out that uh almost like it's like an assembly line at Sony one day. Yeah. Hey, you got that uh you got that update ready to go? Yeah. Let's roll that shit out. <laughs> and then somebody like whoa 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 wait a minute. <laughs> when does this thing got to go out? Well, I guess we can delay it by 12 hours. Dude, get legal in here. <laughs> like let's let's like draft up the fastest contract ever. Yeah. And just shove it into this latest uh, update. It's as if they were like, dude, this is let's not pass up this opportunity and they rushed this thing out without completing the complete legalese, you know. Yeah. And uh, I mean like holy cow, this that section just it quite literally sounds like you know yeah we don't really know what's going on but you know we'll figure it out later well it feels like they want to make like a blanket statement like look yeah. we're just waving all the the ability to do anything and yeah. um so there and they they probably know this will have to be revised or adjusted later yeah. it's but, like a preemptive strike by sony yeah you know and and i bet they're it feels like they're just doing it to try to maybe scare people away from bunching up and trying to do something right? or, or feeling like they could bunch up and, and do something. Right. But uh, they're, they're also really vague. So, okay, there's, there's this in, in the update, but in order, in order to opt out of this, you actually have to agree to the, this whole thing that they've put out. And then after the fact, you need to send them an opt out letter which, uh, let's see here. They, As in, they, like, real paper letter. Yeah, real paper letter, uh, clearly saying, I think, your name, your uh, your account, which in my case I have two, so hopefully I can just do two on the same fucking letter. And I have to send out separate ones that are the exact same, but just with different names, um, and send it to this place in Los Angeles. Uh, but what's vague about it is that it, they say, okay, your name, your address, your PSN account number, if you have one, and a clear statement that you do not wish to resolve disputes with any Sony entity through arbitration. Hmm. So, what does well, that you, what mean? I think you should do, what I think you need to do here is take your draft that you made and put it up on the website so anyone can just plug <laughs> their name in and mail it off. There's actually, uh, from the, the joystick uh, page that I'm looking at this PDF from, there, there was somebody that posted a pretty decent sounding um, you know, fill in the blank. Yeah, template, basically. Yeah. Uh, maybe has a couple of grammatical errors, but uh, <laughs> it, it, it seemed pretty sound. Because the thing I'd be worried about is, worried about is what exactly constitutes a clear statement? Like, yeah. do I need to literally spell out every single thing? Like, what if I write what I think makes total sense, and then later they go around and say, oh, no, you know, we didn't really know what you were trying to say with this part here. Mm-hmm. You could have said this really complicated legalese shit that we would have said. Maybe <laughs> so, you could literally write, like, I, this is my clear statement. <laughs> <laughs> I am clearly stating as clear as I possibly can. That is, like, <laughs> by reading this, you understand that this is a clear statement. Have you ever Wait, seen I'm that episode just... of the? Uh, you ever seen that episode of The Simpsons? It reminds me of that, like that where it, pretty much exactly that happens, where Marge gets like a letter in the mail that's pretty much exactly this, 
where it's like a statement of opt out and mm-hmm. she's like reading it out loud because she's a character on a sitcom like characters on sitcoms do you know <laughs> like reading to the audience kind of and she's like you know this this letter states that this and this and this and by reading this letter aloud you have <laughs> I remember <laughs> that have opted out <laughs> of this <laughs> and then she does that hmm yeah it's crazy right it's it's very weird and i mean it's not really going to do them any favors in terms of pr because that that's such a douchey thing to try to sneak in and it's not like it's not like they're sneaking it in because weren't you saying um you're saying earlier you you saw this on your psp right yeah oh right so so uh yeah i was saying just earlier and i and again like i haven't i haven't gone on the the store in the last few days on on uh, my ps3 but on my PSP, I was attempting to access the store, and when I did, of course, I got the you know, hey, hold on there, brother, you gotta you gotta read this uh, EULA, you know. And um, normally, when I see those, like I'm sure 99% of America does, um, it's like, oh, new EULA, okay. Let me just hit the uh, down button here and hit okay, you know, <laughs> like not read anything, and. Um, <laughs> But, but so I went to do that usual thing. And as I go to hit down, um, suddenly this eight zillion page EULA starts kind of scrolling uh, down. Yeah. And uh, despite how hard I tried to press the down button, the huh. speed did not increase. And I was like, rut row, like, this is weird. I can't <laughs> seem to uh, fast forward through this EULA. I'm like, Jesus, they must really want me to read this for some reason. I'm like, okay, well. I kind of have no choice but to read it because it's scrolling like incredibly slow. And then, yeah, as it goes through, I'm like, okay, that looks normal, looks normal. And then, like, this section, like, class action lawsuit waiver. I'm like, whoa, here we go. (laughs) Say what? This is clearly what they wanted me to read. So, yeah. Well, it's good that, I mean, maybe that's for a legal reason that they force you to kind of slow down during it, but it's good that they at least did that because what if people just assumed it was a normal update? Yeah. And just went, whoop, you know, already at the bottom of the page. Well, that's what I did on, I mean, the first thing I did when I came back to LA was (laughs) turn on my PlayStation 3. And yeah, there was the update and I just hit it and did that. So Mm -hmm. until. You know, you told me about this right now. I had no idea this was going on. Oh, so, the blogs or anything. So you're so, saying that it's uh, not the same on the PS3? No, no. I just, yeah, I just went to the next page because you can push right on the PS3 and go uh, to the uh, uh, accept yeah. or not accept. And so um, I guess it's actually a good thing that you can still write to them and opt out because I'm sure so many people just like me, you know, like like you said, 99% of people. In fact, I think it's every single person except for the one guy who works at Joystick or whoever broke this story that right. took the time to read it. Yeah. yeah. Well, but, maybe they found it on via a PSP, you know, like right. <laughs> that forced yeah, them to slow down and read PSP it. as well. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, Look, maybe. this podcast is performing a valuable community service. <laughs> That's right. Let's get some of that government money. <laughs> <laughs> We'll have like one of those PBS kind of things where like at the beginning it'll be like brought to you by people like you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) 
This oh podcast is a is a public <laughs> service of the video game community made possible by by friendly companies like Sony and oh, viewers like you. <laughs> and then right after we do this episode, Sony drops the sponsorship. The sponsorship. And we, yep. I get a check for twelve dollars in the mail from, <laughs> from Sony. <laughs> yes, right. cheapskates. Um, yeah, so that that was the the big news this week. If you had a three hundred and sixty, you're probably laughing your ass off. I'm sure. And I right? am. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but um... <laughs> yes. <laughs> Moving, moving on, though, I suppose. Yes. Uh, oh, actually, speaking of uh, PS3, before this update had happened, I, you know, since I have PlayStation Plus, I was uh, looking through whatever the, the freebies are this time around, and I noticed they have completely free, uh, a complete free version of Plants vs. Zombies. Yes. So it's actually the first time I've ever played it this weekend. I played it for the first time, even though everyone else has played it for, I don't know, years. <laughs> However long it's been out for, it's pretty fun. Yeah, it's a good game. It's a good game. Yeah, I thought it was going to be kind of stupid, but uh, it's got a nice strategic element to it. I I, I got hooked on it. I, I ended up spending like three, four hours on it, <laughs> which is wow. for a puzzle game is you know it's a long time, uh, but it's well, it's funny. I think, I think you know this. I'm a sucker for tower defense games, so there's that. But also, I think they're really good with with varying the gameplay, you know, just enough. Yeah, they do this, uh, they do this cool thing where, um, what, Colin, are you snorting some coke? What is that? No. <laughs> what is that I'm scratching my head. I you know it was me. You need some of uh, that. Uh, I blame Adam. Need some oh, head. Come on. I blame Adam. Yeah, some head and shoulders. He's got some of that Chicago cocaine. <laughs> In all seriousness, that is, it is kind of funny that, like, Iggy, you just went straight to Colin on that one. That yeah. could have been any of us. No, no, I, I was looking like... at the Skype window, and uh, his was lighting up during uh, this. So. Oh, she's a detective. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she thinks she's so smart. I'm like, she's Phoenix, so right. Smart. Hold it. Substitute <laughs> um, Oh, speaking of Phoenix, right, they just had an announcement the other day that was um, this random game that Capcom's making where they're going to put uh, Professor Layton... And Phoenix Wright in a game together. Oh, God. A crossover. God. <laughs> like completely different characters. The world so it's weird because it's going to be in, um, I think, this might actually be for the DS. I, I, I can't remember the, the console, but the graphics looked better. So maybe it's actually the 3DS. Um, and it, it's, it's 3D, though, like in the sense that there's um, 3D animation. It's not flat. Like uh, both of those formats usually are. So uh, I'm not sure. It was in Japanese, the trailer. Unfortunately, I have no clue. So I can't tell what the gameplay itself is going to be. If it's going to be some weirdo amalgamation. But it does look weird because you have the characters that are clearly latent characters. And they're more simplified. Even their their poly count is less. And then you have Phoenix Wright and uh, his, his little team that look clearly different. So I don't know. I mean, it, it'll probably be fun. It just seems like a really random ass uh, pair up. 
that's what they said when Marvel versus Capcom was invented. Well, see, that was that was the direct <laughs> comparison, actually. In, oh, really? In the discussion afterwards, they're like, "Oh, okay, so these, so now Capcom's just in the versus mode with everything, like yeah. Street Fighter versus Tekken, Marvel versus Capcom, yep. Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright." Okay, yeah. whatever. <laughs> but um, yeah, Capcom's being a little odd with their choices lately and uh actually i think colin has uh some stuff he was reading about uh inafune which i kept saying iwafune i don't know why i keep getting his name confused inafune. A, i've heard that name before iwafune, iwafune. But i don't remember where from. maybe it's a different developer that just has a sure very similar name um since he's been separated from uh capcom to start his own uh yeah company now uh he's had some choice words uh, this week to say about uh, at tokyo game show about um capcom and their pr- business practices the funny thing is he's remained pretty damn respectful throughout like he's said some you know deservedly pointed things but they're never um really slamming the company like he's always tried to seem i mean not seem like he seems genuinely like uh He's trying to... He seems kind of sad that he got shit-canned, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, they they were doing Mega Man Legends 3, and then all of a sudden, nope, we're not doing that anymore. And it seemed like he had actually a a pretty decent investment in it, because he mentioned... Well, he created Mega Man, so... Well, yeah, but I mean, specifically, though, because he knew there's a lot of fans... That, you know, it might have seemed like a long time, or it, is, it has been a long time since Mega Man Legends 1 and 2. And I, I love those two games. Um, fans still really want a sequel. Well, and actually, I, the funny thing about that is uh, one of the guys, they, there's a petition being hosted. You know, a bunch of people are signing and they have like 10,000 signatures or something like that. But somebody, you know, somebody was buying ad space in small town newspapers. And saying, you know, help needed, please come sign this petition and help Isn't save video games forever. From like Michigan or something. Yeah, it was like in seriously like Sheboygan, Michigan or something <laughs> like that. It said, oh, wait, wait I, I got the article here. It says uh, group member Paul Barrett from this uh, little grassroots organization posted a photo of his own grassroots effort to override Capcom's culling of Mega Man projects. Urgent help needed, reads the ad, placed in Tuesday's issue of The Gateway Shopper, a paper local <laughs> to southern Michigan and northern Indiana. <laughs> It politely asks for help in undoing the events of, quote-unquote, the worst day in gaming history. Wow. The worst day in gaming history. I just never realized, like... The harbor of gaming history. Oh, God. Like, I I knew that people were disappointed about Mega Man Legends 3 being canceled. I mean, I was, but I just didn't know to the extent that they were, like, mad about it. I, I would have assumed that it would have kind of, you know, like anything else... People be, uh, would be mad about it for like a week, and then that would pass, and then move on. They get mad about no. something else. Yeah, <laughs> I think Capcom. There's a lot of things that Capcom's doing lately that it's just piling on top of each other. It's well, making they'd... people angrier and angrier and angrier. And you know, when's the dam gonna break? Inafune, well, and here it says this headline says Inafune asked to keep working on canned Mega Man projects post Capcom, but they declined. So I wonder what that's about. Yeah, he even offered he offered to do it like on a you know contract basis, so that he'd still legally be able to at least consult. But they didn't even want that. So 
they're being little pricks about it. <laughs> they they kind of, for whatever reason, maybe they just don't want to go back now that they've stated their intentions uh, or non-intentions on the uh, on the franchise. I, I can't really understand it. Their, their emphasis still seems to be on the fighting games and, and rehashing those fighting games and also re-releasing more versions of the same Resident Evil games. <laughs> like they, they've been showing video clips of Resident Evil 4 HD uh, lately. And also there's this other one. I think it's going to be for the DS though called Resident Evil Revelations. And I, I actually laughed about this the other day because uh, on game trailers they have a clip of it, a cinematic clip. And it's this new character. She's in this conveniently like wetsuit type uh, suit. And she's, I guess, some kind of soldier. They don't really say. And she's, of course, stuck in the horrendous, like, oh, no, I'm in a zombie situation now. But I didn't realize that, you know, there's zombies around and and all that normal stuff for a Resident Evil game. But her character design is fucking weird. She has this long hair that, of course, you know, is is kind of put over one shoulder, which right. already <laughs> seems kind of dumb. But what's weirder than that is she has these super long bangs that are put over her eyes completely. Like, not partially. Like, literally completely covering her eyes. And yeah. all you can see is a nose and, like, a really big, fat, ugly mouth. Well, that's, really that's, big, fat, that's ugly like, mouth. It's like kind of the trope in Japanese, well, in Japanese media in general, is that, you know, these people have hair in front of their eyes. It's like, I don't know if it's like a running joke or if it's like, you know, just some, some trope that they have going on. But there's always these characters that, like, have hair in front of their eyes or something in front of their eyes and yet they can still see perfectly like kind of the blind swordsman thing going on. Yeah. Wait, I have a, I have, I got a picture here for you guys so you can see what I'm talking about. What's weird is, um, when I mentioned her big ass mouth, when she screams and stuff because of the, uh, the zombies, she looks really unflattering. I'll just say, but, uh, yeah, so that's it's not nearly as big as I, was expecting no but it looks ridiculous because you don't see her eyes ever yeah and and she's clearly looking in directions at these zombies coming out plus she has gigantic (laughs) boobs that aren't like they're unzipped there is one thing that i was expecting (laughs) from what you're describing and that is that that's 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 just that's just being japanese boobs dude this is like this is almost like the the Resident Evil version of like dead or, of the Dead or Alive uh, volleyball. <laughs> yes, game. you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah. In the text, the text, you know, just leave it up to Japan to have some, you know, very insightful speech. And all the all it says on the bottom is Nani Yokode, and all that means is what the hell is that? <laughs> That's what she says in the clip. So if you yeah. if you listeners want it. If you listeners want to see what I'm talking about, go to GameTrailers.com and look up the Rachel trailer for Resident Evil Revelations. Her name is Rachel, uh, and she's obnoxious. Rachel, <laughs> master of not seeing. Master of sonar, Because how else what? is she seeing? She must be like a bat and use sonar. Does she have like, a, like an antenna on her head? <laughs> no, I, I'm not being serious. I'm just saying, like, how else would you see with that shit in your face? She, maybe she does a little like, you know, like sonar waves or something. So, like, what is this? Like flipper. It's gonna sound just like flipper. Oh god! <laughs> Whatever the dolphin noises are. Um, yeah, I have a uh, relevant piece of information that uh, relates to this discussion and is also an old school, semi old school related. Oh. But uh, and yet is new news, believe it or not. 
um, I don't know if you all know about this thing, but speaking of uh, speaking of Capcom mashups, Mega Man and fighting games, uh, there is a independent game developer that goes by the name of uh, I think I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this right, but it's like Dan Fornas or Dan Fornas. And what this guy has gone and done is he has taken the concept of Super Smash Brothers, and uh, he's oh. engineered. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Keep going. Keep yeah. going. He's engineered a game um, that uh, and and appropriately named, similarly to how there was Super Mario World, and uh, then there was Super Mario Land. Well, he's released the game called Super Smash Land. And basically, it looks like when you're playing the game, it looks just like you're playing it on like an old school Game Boy, like the toaster Game Boy with like the green, like the cream spinach kind of colors. <laughs> um, and it, it's like the same bit resolution as a as Game Boy screen and everything. And it, you know, and it has all of like the usual run of the mill Smash Brothers characters. Um, and apparently, he's he got this dude uh, who goes under the alias Flashy Goodness. Um, to, well, let's see, uh, yeah, to write, to create, like, a, a original soundtrack for it as well. And so the whole thing is this, like, original game endeavor, but based on an existing concept. And as the bonus uh, element of the game, there's a new stage, which is Dr. Wily's Castle, and a new character, which is Mega Man. And so, uh, and so, yeah, apparently it looks fantastic. Have you seen, you saw the trailer for it, right? They even yeah. did the trailer, like the Smash Brothers, the, the Wii Smash Brothers commercials. Cause like they have the whole trailer and at the end they have like, here's a new challenger and it's the Mega Man stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Super rad. So like, check it out. We, we should, we should include a link on the website. Go to Dan Cornestock. <laughs> Huh? Giving me more work. <laughs> what? No, it's just a link. I'll do it. Be um, yeah, it's just like danfornis.com and it should be on there. Uh, you know, it should be in his recent history there. But uh, check it out. It's, you can even do like multiplayer action and everything. It's really cool. I was hearing some people complain a little bit about um, after that was posted. Uh, some people say that like the online element wasn't working, that if you oh. wanted to play locally, you'd have to do it like on the same keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that would work. Yeah. And uh, a couple people saying they had like serious performance issues. Like, oh, I have an amazing computer. Why is this running really slowly? <laughs> to simulate Game Boys. Which is ironic, right? <laughs> like, apparently it's a big file or something. And people are like, well, shouldn't this be super tiny and run super well if it's uh -huh. really simulating, you know, Game Boy technology? Well, there was so, a funny article about that in Ars Technica a couple weeks ago where this guy's trying to make a. An SNES emulator run exactly like the SNES does, like without any, you know, like, I mean, he has it run at the same frequency levels and all that sort of like really technical shit. And he said, he was talking about like how exceedingly difficult it was with modern hardware to have to, you know, not just emulate, wow. not, not just emulate like his old hardware, but like have it act exactly like it. Like throttle, throttling? Yeah, like, it, like kind of throttling it and like, it was, you know, I didn't really read that deep into it because, you know, I'm not into that. Real technical stuff, but I mean, it's it seems. I mean, I'm not. I mean, it just seemed like it was really difficult. I mean, it's more that, difficult than it seems. I think he should team up with uh, Dan Fornis and the two of them together. Oh, to actually make a, a yeah, that create would... the most inefficient game of all time. <laughs> <laughs> What's well, I mean, right. it's a tricky prospect. Like even some of those Genesis emulators still get sluggish every now and then, depending on what game you play. 
They can't handle the blast processing. Oh yeah, that blast processing <laughs> just destroys Core i5s and Core i7s. Oh yeah, it, uh, it blasts you, you, them. You got to give that to like a Cray supercomputer when they be able to do it. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's a uh, there's that poor Inafune though. I, I feel bad for him because he he. Kept well, he, saying makes, he, about, makes, he makes one of the most well-admired game series of all time, and then he just gets tossed out. I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand. Well, not it. just that, but I think it definitely sounded like he was afraid that now that he's gone because he was so vocal, that there might not be anybody um, to match that, that that's still there. Like he said, he loves his team. His team worked really hard, but that um, you know there needs to be somebody to kind of pick up where he left off. Otherwise, you know, this company is just going to keep doing what the hell it wants. As opposed to what it, you know, really should be focusing on. Well, he said actually that, uh, um, you know, like in, I think in 2009 or 2000 or 2010 that uh, uh, there have been some games released that were published by Capcom but were developed by Western uh, oh, developers. Right. And he said that, you know, when he when he was at the, when he was at the head of Capcom's publishing division, he said that. You know, we don't want you guys like arguing with the with the Westerners. Just kind of let them do what they want, and they did. But then when he got fired, he said it kind of went back to the way it was. You know, I think he says that Japanese companies are always arguing and passing the blame on each other. And he said that since he's left, it's kind of gone back to that, and he's really disappointed. Yeah. He doesn't know what's going to happen with Capcom now. Yeah, so it's gonna so uh, some big shoes to fill, I guess, right? Yeah, exactly. Big shoes to fill. Oh, man. I, I was resisting. I was like, I shouldn't say it. Sideshow bobbing it <laughs> yeah. up. Big shoes to fill. Big um, shoes to fill. No, but, but really, though, like, uh, he was a, a pretty prominent gaming voice. And not like he's gone, because he'll just be doing the same thing, but from his own company. Dad. Yeah, right. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, but uh, it's still unfortunate. Um, speaking of uh, interesting developments, though, like un- unpredictable, unpredicted developments, uh, I would actually like to present a little bit of uh, Valve <laughs> information. Valve-related news. Valve-related news. Um, says, uh-oh. <laughs> uh-oh. <laughs> no, well, recently um, there was somebody, I think in China, that leaked... Uh, Completely, all the files from the Dota 2 it was beta. Vietnam. Oh, Vietnam? It was Vietnam. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so people immediately started data mining this stuff and basically sifting through and saying, okay, what can we get from these files? Is there any you know useful information? And the interesting thing was there was something that people were not expecting, namely uh, episode three files. Now, seemingly, seem- seemingly ep three. Well. <laughs> Apparently, it's been confirmed because people are saying it's it, there's texture files and everything. So unless this is just something that was maybe tossed away and not retained for episode three, it's still an indication that they're obviously still working on it. So if anybody didn't know what I'm talking about when I said episode three, Half-Life... You need to climb out from under your rock. Well, I mean, not everybody... <laughs> it's hard to say, but not everybody has been hooked into Half-Life. So in case you haven't, basically, there's Half-Life... Half-Life 2, and then Half-Life 2 broke into episodic content. So there's Episode 1, Episode 2, and of course if you played Episode 2, there's a ginormous cliffhanger, very important cliffhanger. So people were thinking, oh my god, when the hell is Episode 3 going to come out? Because we need 
uh, closure. It's been right. four years. Uh, it almost feels like more than that. It has been four years. Four years? Almost Jesus. exactly. It was in 2007. So the 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 Duke Nukem vaporware kind of... <laughs> Uh, game of valves is is episode three for a long time people you know you see tiny little trickles of of concept art but at a certain point i think people were losing hope and thinking like this is not going to happen they're just going to string us along forever like this is the most extreme version of valve time ever um yeah but uh, apparently these leaks are indicating there are some shared files particularly from uh, episode three, namely, uh, let's see here. There's three weaponizers, concrete, liquid, and metal metal weaponizers, and information about an ice gun and a flamethrower that specifically are in like an episode three uh, format, like the, the files. So everybody got very excited. I personally think... This can't be an accident. Like, I'm, I'm sure Gabe Newell's sitting somewhere in his office with, like, the <laughs> troll face. Like, ah, oh, you found it. I knew you would. You know, because pe- they know, Valve knows that Valve fans are crazy, super in- hyper-intelligent, uh, obsessive fans. Because in the past, they found tiny little tidbits that at first were nothing. Like, remember, um, was it Portal 2 or Portal 1? Where they actually found um, those sound files that could be turned into like image files or something. That was that was the second portal. The game. second portal. Like, how would yeah. you know that? Like, they know from prior events that Valve fans are very, very crafty. So I'm sure this is way less, <laughs> way lower in terms of um, you know hidden material. I mean, it's it's really not that hidden at all if you think about it. So they must have said, let's just keep it. Let's let them you know feel somewhat secure that this game is still going to come out sometime this century. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I just hope it comes out before all the voice actors are dead. Cause this isn't, uh, what's his <laughs> name? Um, Jeez. yeah. Are you talking about like father Gregory and bill? Yeah. Because no, he's uh, not dead. That's like a, that's, I don't understand that rumor, but he's not dead. No, no, no. no. I, I didn't mean the rumor. I just mean like, oh. Hey, years and years are still passing. These guys oh, yeah, are yeah. getting older. Uh, obviously Gordon Freeman is not the problem in terms of, <laughs> Like he's not, you know. He's, he's gonna talk. He's gonna talk at the end of the last <laughs> game. He's gonna sound like Keanu Reeves. Can you imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine if for all of the games, there's no talking from Gordon Freeman until the very end, where he'll say like the one no, he, phrase. No, he's, just, he's gonna go. He's gonna go. Whoa. <laughs> and then like slammed credits. <laughs> and it'll be like late '90s credits or something too. Like yeah. really it's be a freeze frame. It's gonna be on a freeze frame. <laughs> Freeze frame and then like scrolling credits going by. <laughs> that would <laughs> be like oh, super man. gnarly heavy metal music. Today playing. is all right for tonight. Actually, <laughs> if, did you did you ever play did you ever play the first Half Life? I, I think I yeah. remember the ending credits being pretty heavy metal as it was. You like awesome. they, they really did in, they did that at the end of Half Life too as well. They had yeah. some generic rock music. Well, I mean, it wasn't really generic, but it definitely was something. It's like, well, I, I didn't hear that during the game. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what that was. Um, yeah, I actually it would be cool if Episode Three is the final Half Life. If they kind of revisited some it's elements, the from end, the... it's the end of Freeman's arc. I think they said so. It, you know, they'll probably end up making games like Blue Shift or uh, Barney. Or, Yay! Yeah, or Barney. 
I like it'd be, Barney. It'd be cool to see a Barney game again. He's the nicest cop ever. Well, <laughs> no, he's, he's a spy. Well, that would be terrible. That cop is a spy. If he, it, well, I mean, he was a good guy spy in the second one, but like, <clears throat> if he really was working with you know the G Man or something the whole time, that would be awful. <laughs> I would feel terrible. Well, they they if you haven't played uh, episode two, you might want to cover your ears right now. But it's been out for four years, so I think I can say it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, they I mean they hint pretty heavily that you know Eli Vance had run into the G Man too because he he says something like right. our mutual acquaintance. Right. You know, he makes it pretty obvious that he's run into him, too, which I think that was the first time he's ever been acknowledged in one of the games. Well, Eli's always been, he's always seemed like he was a bit better connected. Like, Barney's always kind of been, oh, average Joe. So I'd be very surprised if he was as in the know as Eli was. But it would be interesting. I mean, that, that could be the twist. With a twist. Twist. <laughs> what a twist. <laughs> like, that woe from uh, Gordon Freeman could be at the end oh. where he oversees, like, he happens to catch a glimpse of Barney exchanging words with the G-Man, like, that's perpetuating some conspiracy or something, and then you go, whoa, and that would be the end. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then that would be even more, that'd be worse than the end of episode two, because people would be like, What? What? <laughs> <laughs> it's and then like <laughs> whoa, and then about five seconds of heavy metal music with the giant V end, and, it's like, <laughs> and then it freeze frames, and then like Half Life developers come out with a megaphone. It's like, good night, everyone. There will be no sequels. <laughs> like, like big giant metallic gate goes slam. <laughs> no, I think. Uh... I'm sure they could do spinoffs years and years later, and they would still do just as well. But um, for the meantime, there's that little shred of hope for all the Half-Life fans to, to hold on to. Because so, Gabe oh. Newell sure won't say a damn thing about it. <laughs> you might as well get those <laughs> He's too busy eating cheeseburgers. Yeah, as many as he wants. Cause 20 of them. fucking rich. <laughs> yeah. Well, he worked at Microsoft beforehand. He was rich before he even opened Valve. Well, I mean, I'm sure that helped with their startup. Yeah. In the day. Instead of having two cheeseburgers, he can have six. Uh, you know, he Man. really wasn't fat before. <laughs> no, he wasn't. He really, he if, was. you, if you Google young Gabe Newell, or just Gabe Newell and just kind of go through the, the Google image results for a while, um, there's pictures of him when he was maybe, it looks like his early 20s, perhaps, and he was... He was almost scrawny, actually. So something, I don't know, success? success cheeseburgers. Maybe? Well, yes. Cheeseburgers well, happened. I'm sure <laughs> other things have been eaten by, by Gabe. So. <laughs> okay, pie happened. Cake. Hamburger. Cake and pie. Cake. Cake is lied. Oh, speaking of Valve things that will annoy you, I have a nice little... <laughs> I have a lovely tidbit here. You're gonna, you're, you're gonna hate it. <laughs> it's, it's almost like, and then we cut to like previously. On yeah. The <laughs> See, okay. Here's how it go. Just like Lost, like previously on Colin hates everything. Yeah. Is is when Colin says, "TF2 sucked after all the hats and all these things <laughs> happened." And, but yeah. okay, now flash forward to now. <laughs> okay. This kid who's only, I think he's only 17 years old, 
Apparently, uh, I already hate where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I can't help kind of evilly grinning while I'm saying this. Apparently made $10,000 real money trading hats. <laughs> TF2 hats. All right. All right, everybody. I don't... <laughs> I don't. I don't think. I don't think I want to live on this planet anymore. <laughs> you know, he said one of the highest uh, amounts of money he got per hat was like four hundred dollars. <laughs> I don't. Uh... Uh, I was amazed. I mean, like, I don't know who would pay even more than twenty bucks for for a hat. It's, it's virtual. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who would pay more than half a cent for one of those, you know, one of those little glorified pieces of polygon on your fucking head. Maybe it's very expensive. I mean, <sighs> I just found that hilarious. Like, so, but okay. To make you maybe a little less mad, he's using <laughs> that money towards college and to get him a computer to better prepare him for his studies. So he's yeah. not blowing what's it. He, but what's he going to study? I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. he's using it towards college, unless you're saying college is a waste of time. Uh, <laughs> That's another topic entirely. But at least he's not like blowing it on who knows what. Hookers and blow. That well, he's a little young for that part. Or cheeseburgers. Cheeseburgers. Ten thousand dollars. in L.A., yeah. dude. If I lived in L.A. and I had that much money, I'd, be, I'd live at the In and Out. <laughs> I would live at the In and Out. That'd yes. be gross. Yeah. <laughs> three by three. So in three by three, animal style, whatever the hell it's just called. Just being covered with That's animal style good. fries. <laughs> you do that. I'm in. I'm into this idea. Let's. let's You'd be do like, it. Uh, you know, uh, Monty Python's meaning of life. There's oh, that. Oh, where, uh, where, uh, where Terry Jones eats oh, all that food. Oh, you know the boy. Fuck <laughs> all. <laughs> that guy. Yes. <laughs> puking everywhere. Mr. Creosote. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and then this that one little that one little pickle or that one bring little one, whatever. <laughs> bring one fry, one additional fry. You remember that? Do you remember that Nintendo commercial? Like I think in the '64 era, where the guy they kept bringing him games and he kept eating games, and he goes one more, and he eats it, and he, but he doesn't start puking; he just explodes and like this green, like like it looks like somebody took that that gack stuff from like Nickelodeon and just sprayed it everywhere. Was that uh, after Meaning of Life? It sounds oh, like a total yes. ripoff. Oh, I'm sure it after, was. Wait, oh, of course it was after ask, me of life. Did you just like, ask if an N64 commercial was made? Well, I don't remember when. I don't remember life. when Meaning of Life came out. That it was came the, out it was quite a 80s, while ago. In the oh, 80s. Okay. Yes, it may have came out before you were born. Uh, well, it was before I was born for sure, but I think yeah. it was released in 80 or 81. Okay. Was after the TV series. I just made it. <laughs> just made it. <laughs> But, um, you know, yeah, that, that was really gross. But uh, what a weird N64 ad. Yeah. No, those those are 90s for you. Yeah. Extreme, Let's... yes. Hey, find extreme. it and post it on the website. There's I'm going to look for it right now. God damn it. <laughs> Keep talking. <laughs> the show notes for this damn episode are going to be <laughs> like... A whole page long. Oh, oh awesome. David, by the way, remember yeah. when, I, when I mentioned the Rocco thing last week? Yes. The, you're an idiot. And I, you know, I was at yeah. work, and I had, I had I impulsively looked for it at work because one, yeah, one, one of my friends lines. was listening to it, and he goes, ah. "What is that?" Well, he's younger. He goes, "What's Rocco?" And I'm like, "You fucking!" Oh my kid. god! Oh, Let's all simultaneously punch that person. <laughs> we will all buy plane tickets to go to St. Yes. Louis, and then go to the place you work and wait till he's there, and then punch him in the face, and then take Colin, the plane, I'll... then take the plane trip back. <laughs> 
I'll bring ten In and Out burgers for you to eat. I'll yes. <laughs> yes. And you can eat it while we're punching him in the face. Yeah. Let's punch him in the face with In and Out burgers. No, but so then you cool. waste the food. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, I can't argue with that. Argue commercial. We'll, we'll find it later. We'll put it in the show notes if I can remember to put it in the show notes. You have a lot of work to do, E.G. Oh, God. Tons of work. <laughs> oh, my life is so hard. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so that that's, uh, that's all that good stuff. I think uh, do we have another... Well, I mean, there's a, we were briefly going to talk just about kind of like the the topic recently came up again on Slashdot about kind of like video game violence and, you know, this whole like there was an oh, article. Right, right. There's an article recently that came out that just said, don't study the video game, study the gamer, which is uh, kind of like what uh, the game industry and gamers um, have kind of common sense. Yeah. And common sense has been saying for years, this whole idea of like, you know, and it's like the T-shirt says, "Video, you know, guns don't kill people; uh, people kill people." Like the, you know, uh, well, maybe Colin, you should talk a little bit about this because you you mentioned it in the first place. No, well, I mean, like I said, it's just pretty much common sense. I mean, I've mentioned this before in past podcasts, but I feel like that you know, um, video games are kind of going through what film went through in the in the 1910s and 1920s, or what uh. Um, you know, like what what literature went through in the 19th century. I mean, people thought that, oh my God, these things are gonna are gonna pervert you know pervert our youth and ruin them ruin the fabric of a moral society and all this bullshit. You know, it's yeah. just this, this is just what happens when some new media appears. You yeah. know, video games are going through this, and I mean, once you know, once you know, in uh, maybe 20 or 30 years, hopefully, they'll be like, okay, well, what the fuck were you thinking back then? You know. That's obviously not what is happening, or that's not what was happening. You know, I think that you know, I think that after they get past all this, maybe finally, video games will have more of an artistic merit. I hope. That's just me. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, this this uh, this once again. I mean, and this is a whole um, socio political topic in and of itself, and maybe not not to want for this podcast but it is a whole it falls into that category of responsibility and social responsibility and like um and extremely naive and extremely um kind of like sheltering parents kind of being like well well my son you know my son my kid is not violent they would never do anything ridiculous it's clearly the video game you know you know what they said about klebold and the other guy yeah (laughs) when they shot up columbine yeah, well, no, it's the, I mean, again, it's the, it's just that whole thing of like, kind of this is where, you know, <laughs> responsible society turns a blind eye and says that it's, you know, it's kind of like, it's a little bit of laziness of like, uh, well, you know, like them kind of looking the other way and saying like, well, it must, you know, blame the external, don't blame the internal. And, uh, right, because it, it's is, always easier to scapegoat some someplace else. Yeah. And it's all, I think uh, one of the problems that we're having now as opposed to, you know, like you were saying earlier uh, with film and, and television is now we have this crazy heightened media, like the media, not just, you know, media in general, that love to jump on this and harp on it and say like, oh, look what games are doing now. And look, look how games are ruining people now. Like 
they're they're skewing they're giving you this weirdo skewed distorted perspective and and uh, they reinforce it every once in a while so even when people are starting to kind of come around you know the general public that doesn't play games is starting to come around and say well you know maybe games aren't that bad or whatever then there's always one of those goddamn reports about like oh look there's sex all over the place in games or look there's there's people cutting off heads and that means your kid's gonna cut off a head you know (laughs) like they haven't seen kill bill recently yeah but (laughs) they just love it because it's easy because it's still relatively unknown like you're saying and it, it's something, you know, because the media is all about the the shock value because that's what gets people to keep coming back to, to watching their their segments. Well, so yeah. I mean, this, like, again, this is a, a more general sociopolitical topic, but I mean, like, the you know, the United States is still largely a Puritan country, you know, and, like, any any opportunity kind of like for i mean it's it's fear-mongering you know and it's kind of that thing of like holy holy crap let's you know like um it's it's very easy it's easy to to kind of evilify something like this when uh, like i mean and and these articles and these books have have been out there and this argument has been out there like since the 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 dawn of video games and like do you remember when like the any like just the nintendo entertainment system when that came out there was like a, uh, there was a book that was released as early as just the NES, and the the book I believe was called Game Over, and it was written <laughs> like it was a pro parent anti video game book. Do you remember it? And uh, and I think it was I think like the title was Game Over, and the little subtitle was like how video games have have like enslaved your children and all of this kind of stuff. I was like, I remember seeing it and being like, "What? <laughs> what is this?" It reminds me of those pastors that came out when the, you know, like when the Beatles were popular and stuff like that, and they were always, they're saying this music, they're gyrating hips, and they're gonna make our, you know, make our little girls in the oh, in like the with Elvis, yeah, Elvis yeah. and the Beatles. I remember, and, you Absolutely. know, like Joplin was a big one too. I think yeah. it's just a joke. It's just, you know, it's not even, it's not even a matter of being like puritanical. It's just a matter of, you know, people just older people not understanding yeah. what new media is all about. They just, either they choose not to adjust or they just are unwilling to adjust or they don't know how to, I don't know, whatever. That's a great point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The story repeats itself. Holy crap. Yeah, just in different and, ways. And, and you, know what's, you know what's funny is that maybe in 30 or 40 years when we're all old and bent over a cane and oh, yeah. being old about shit, there's probably going to be some new <laughs> form of media. And that, that's going to piss us off, and we're going to be the ones that are complaining about it. Mark no, that's my words. absolutely true. No, no, so, when you, so, when you guys, so when you guys dig out your old computer with our podcast on it 30 <laughs> or 40 years from now, you, you can mark my words. Oh, Dude, I'm, I'm already starting to do that. Somebody somebody pointed this out to me the other day. I was, even though this, I mean, I apologize for the semi-unrelated discussion, but like I was talking to somebody the other day, and I was like, dude, you know, I was like, I just don't know if I would be able to handle having a, like having a child in modern society simply because I feel like I'm like, I don't know if I'd be able to handle like my kid having, you know, having access to the Internet immediately and like being like eight years old and wanting a cell phone and, you know, oh like God. having like basically being plugged into media that is trying to upsell like eight year olds to be like 16 year olds, you know, right. and like. I'm like, I just don't know. I just don't know if I could. I think I would just get too angry. And my friend was like, 
yeah and was pointing out all this hypocrisy of what i was apparently of what i was saying and was like yeah dude like what you're saying is exactly probably how your parents feel and how your parents parents (laughs) felt about each generation as it got older yeah i feel like um it's actually more critical now for parents because of of so many temptations and so many new things that haven't been kind of filtered uh you know, for for a young mind that can't yeah. quite uh, analyze these things correctly yet, like yeah. it's more work now for a parent to carefully guide them through all these things and help I mean, them understand. Like, you probably don't want to go to this website, <laughs> or yeah. you, you know, it's, what's to... goatsy.com? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have to link to that. Eg, no, so. no. <laughs> Make sure to put that on the no website. No goatsy, no lemon party. No, no, no. party.org, kids. Oh. Tope Girl. Don't forget Tope Girl. Oh, God. So, <laughs> so I mean, I mean it like, it's kind of like our our parents' generation was dealing with stuff like, holy crap, there's like a trillion, well, in comparison to their youth, like a trillion channels with television now. Like, how do I get, how can I lock out channels from on my satellite from my kid? The same way that now our generation and maybe even still our parents are like, oh my God, how can I get Net Nanny on my computer? Right. So I can't look at all these websites. Like there's still there's still methods. It's just it's more effort because there's so many more kinds of media and other elements. So like, many of, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you don't want your kids. You don't want your kids watching Backdoor Slots Nine. <laughs> yeah. Not until they're at least eleven years old. Then it's okay. Oh, okay. Gross. Okay. That's um, so gross. By the way, uh, David, I found that book you were talking about. The full title is Game Over, How Nintendo Zapped an American Industry, Captured Your Dollars, and Enslaved Your Children. Yes, that's Wait, it. Wait, Zapped an American Industry? You mean when, like, Atari buried, like, billions of copies of E.T. in that landfill in the middle of, like, the Nevada desert? I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, no, you don't know about that? Yeah, yeah no, no, we know about it, but no. that's not zapping... But it sounds like American. it sounds like it sounds like something like, oh, the those Japanese stole American business and they're stealing. You know, it was that it was the eighties, so I mean, the Japanese like owned America. But I think I a lot of people, I, I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think at the time that many people realized the extent in the ET situation to which Atari was getting rid of those cartridges. I thought that was more revealed like later on. Oh, well, I mean, it killed it killed American video game industry for what. Uh, Probably seven or eight years, I'd say. I mean, I'd- well, it didn't kill a bit. It definitely weakened them because there was that glut of like, oh, this is the same game but with five hundred different titles, and you know, like oh, they yeah. all suck because they were made in a month, you know. Yes. But well, guys, uh, pick this book up on Amazon for six cents <laughs> used. <laughs> six bucks. Six cents. Oh, six oh, cents. I wonder, oh, I wonder, oh, I wonder if there's, a, wonder if there's a Kindle edition. Uh, oh god! We'd be stupid not to. We should all pitch in two cents. <laughs> Shipping's gonna be like a bazillion times higher. <laughs> bazillion. Who's got Who's got an Amazon Prime account? This is the greatest opportunity. I do. I have oh, one. Dude, six cents. Just saying. I can't. Why bother? Like, what? Why would someone even sell it for six cents? Yeah. That's so, so maybe, weird to me. Maybe they're going to recycle it. I guess. You know, it's burn, it, just... burn it for fuel. <laughs> it was like when the Germans were burning their money. It's going to. 
<laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Germans, oh, you never like when in the 1920s and 1930s when the right when the Reichsmark was like totally worthless. Oh, I thought you s- said burning something else. They would uh, what? And <laughs> <laughs> like they were burning their books. No, yes, <laughs> they were burning yes, those too. But I mean, before they burned books, they burned money because it was so worthless. That's what I'm getting at. Jeez, guys, learn your history. No, I. It's not the history. I thought you said burning something else. <laughs> well, what was the? What is the something else? I'm not gonna say it. It's terrible. Well, we we're, we have an explicit tag. We can say whatever the fuck we want. Uh, see what fuck, you fuck, 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 okay. fuck. That's well yes. I wonder if we have a, a quota for for f words and. I think that Steve Jobs is gonna be. It, Steve that, Jobs has nothing to do now that he's quit Apple. He's going to be sitting at home and, and checking us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he's uh, probably got more important things to do, but... <laughs> well, apparently not. He's not in Apple anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, isn't he uh, in, like, a, a much less capacity or yeah, something? He's on board. Yeah, he's still involved. Oh, he's on the... Oh, whatever. <laughs> whatever. It's kind of different. <laughs> <laughs> Just a, just a little different than I'm not doing anything right. at all. Dead, right? Okay, he's dead. <laughs> Did we just break that news story? This is like Uh-oh. inside Collins. We heard it here first, everybody. <laughs> oh my god! Yes. Um, all, right. all right, guys. <laughs> I think that's well, that's, that's a, my, my that's fill of that. <laughs> um. Anyway. No, you're done. Okay, guys. <laughs> Thanks for listening once again. See you in the name of game. Uh, before we uh, call it quits for, for tonight, I do have a giveaway. Ooh. And, um, this is that Zelda shirt I actually mentioned in a previous episode because I finally found it. Um, it is a Zelda Skyward Sword uh, t-shirt from actually not this E3, but a prior E3. Don't worry, it's totally new and unused. It's just it had been an E3 bag for <laughs> like over a year, so it might be a little wrinkly, but it's great. And um, I'll maybe post a little picture or something just so people can see for themselves what it looks like. It's a gray shirt with like a greenish uh, link on it. It's a uh, size large. Yay! It's hundred <laughs> percent. Yay! <laughs> anyway, okay, so to get this shirt. All you have to do is email us at nameofgamepodcast at gmail.com and tell us why or why you why you are or are not excited uh, for Zelda Skyward Sword. And send us a nude picture. Do not send me a nude picture because <laughs> I do not want to be <laughs> going through that stuff because Colin yeah, doesn't have to be doing it. Right? We're good. Well, we speaking of which, I asked for death threats last week. Did I get any death threats? No. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Oh no. Oh, I'm so sorry. I wasn't here for that last week. I thought I thought David would at least send a fake one to make me no. feel better. If you want to send Colin death threats, that's name of game podcast at gmail.com. Attention. And death. as always, attention. Colin is dead. As always, we are uh, on iTunes, and actually, we got a very nice uh, review from a guy named Adam. Kennedy? Kennedy? It was definitely Kennedy. I don't remember yes. the first Thank one. you for the review, Adam. It was very nice of you. Um, other people can, can feel free to leave us uh, reviews. That's always very helpful. Gets, we know you're there, too, because it said there's three reviews, but only one's written. So you need to write some more, all y'all. Really? That's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, don't be afraid to write stuff. We're not, we're not uh, shy. Yeah. 
And we also have a website in the name of game.com where you can find all our show notes and prior episode episodes and other lovely little tidbits. I have a couple old articles on there. I really should start writing more articles to kind of compliment these things, but well, you should you should give us. I mean, I have a I have a Gmail account, so you can have me start writing stuff if you want. You can, yeah. You can, yeah. <laughs> What's that? Well, I said yeah. It was that. It was that. No, it was exactly. more. It wasn't. It wasn't just yeah. It was like yeah. I was like yeah. No thanks. No, yeah, no, no. no I, I'll, I'll I'll look into that. Um. <laughs> I'll look into that. Wow, that's no, a you big no Yeah, I'm going to have to have you work come in on Sunday, yeah. <laughs> I should really write more on that podcast. If only I had more time. Hey, I'll write things. Yeah, that's nice. All right. <laughs> Thanks for nothing. Yeah, let's not do that. Fuck you, Colin. <laughs> you could, yeah. <laughs> Just stick, stick to the uh, vocalizations. Well, stick, stick to the complaint about everything. <laughs> Well, we always have podcast posted on there. So, <laughs> anyway, okay, let's 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 wrap it. It's late. It's, it's, yeah. it early. As, as as always, thank you guys for listening. It means a lot to us. Um, email us not just for the shirt, but with any comments or questions that you have. Again, any pictures. No, gamepodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, guys. See you next time. Have fun with games. Uh, do, write your opt-out letters. Write them. Write your opt-out letters, yeah. Yes. Get those yeah. Make sure they're illegal, too. 30 days. Y'all got 30 days. 30 days. Bye, guys. Yeah. Bye.